gratitude goes out to you today for listening to Eco Radio KC on 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. This is a locally made exploration into positive solutions to some of today's ecological challenges for all of us working to create a healthier future for our communities and for the world you live in. The views and opinions of this program are those of its host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of 90.1 FM, KKFI, Midcoast Radio Project, or its staff and volunteers. Thanks for listening to Eco Radio KC. My name is Darnell. Today on Eco Radio KC, host Terry Wilkie will speak with Carl Stadford, founder visionary of My Region Wins. Born and raised on the west side of Kansas City's 5th District, Carl has worked in and around the Kansas City metro, particularly with the U. Carl graduated from the Kansas City Art Institute, and his creative muse was drawn to serving rather than entertaining the masses. Carl Stafford understands that the most basic communities and neighborhoods are most important. Since its founding, My Region Wins has dedicated itself to empowering the neighborhoods of Kansas City towards self-sufficiency, natural stewardship, and social economic change. His vision for Kansas City is one that works for all, emphasizes artistic advancement, and environmental consciousness. Carl Stafford is an artist, a creator, a dreamer, and he is environmentally conscious. My Region Wins helps companies support employees' aspirational goals and vision of a better earth, humanity, and self to influence better expedited decision-making. Carl will tell us how we can be involved with the Go Green 2024 program. Eco Radio is glad to encourage awareness and protection of our world. Our goal is to ensure our listeners are aware of how we can create Create a sustainable present or a sustainable future. This will be a great radio hour. We support the work for a future in which humans flourish as members of a thriving ecosphere. We are all in this together, and it will take all of us to make the world safe for human habitation for millennia to come. This will be a great radio hour. Now, our show. Good evening, this is Terry Wilkie, and I'm lucky tonight I have Carl Stafford in the studio. Carl, you want to say hey to everybody? Hello, everybody, and what a great intro that was. Well, thank you. Not that I'm responsible for it. That is Darnell Hunt, and he does. He, he does a remarkably professional job. I couldn't say that many syllables in that short a period of time. Darnell does a great job for us. So... Uh, I have invited Carl Stafford on Eco Radio KC. I do a calendar for this show, and I had noticed a Go Green campaign hosted by My Region Wins, and I had some familiarity with your group, Carl, because in November of 2022 on Eco Radio KC, we spoke about an all-day event, Redesigning Our Communities for Life After Fossil Fuels, that was hosted by bioforclimate.org, and you were one of the speakers at that event. You were on Eco Radio, So I, I was familiar with you and my region wins, and then I see this go green, and it started January 1st, and I thought, well, 
I'm late. It's already <laughs> the middle of February, but I'm so glad that you're on Eco Radio KC tonight. So, thank you for having me. Now then, let's start with my region wins. This is your 501c3 nonprofit, correct? Correct. And you're the founder. Founder and visionary. Well, good on you. Thank you. And. Um, the mission statement is to transcend everyday challenges by using the arts to nurture creative and undeveloped ideas that shape society. So you are an artist, correct? Correct. And you and art is important to you. Very much so. And then my region wins. Does it do only art? Art, nature, and neighborhoods. Art, nature, and neighborhoods. Yeah, thank you for that. Now, when did this nonprofit begin? 2014. So we graduated from the Kansas City Art Institute in 2006. And once you graduate, you know, you're into the the real world. And by 2011, we had started a company just assisting people with designs, logos, videos, audio recording. But again like in the intro said that wasn't my interest to like entertain and just be a laborer so to speak you know when you go to the kansas city art institute they actually teach you about liberal arts and art history and philosophy and the impact that artists had and so this was the idea to help people pursue their dreams so in 2014 i was like uncle sam can i be tax exempt to help people pursue their dreams Uncle Sam was like, go for it. I was like, well, what does that look like? And it was like, that's for you to figure out. It was like, oh. And so in order for us to tell you to go pursue your aspirational goals and dreams, you kind of need us to see us pursuing ours. So that's where we created in-house projects and programs, which are our aspirational goals and dreams. And these projects and programs are created to address environmental and social injustices and issues. That's an amazing story. So when you did art, was your nar- was your art nature related? No, no. So when we did the art, it was mainly at the beginning, it was storytelling. So we got accepted to the Kansas City Art Institute because we wrote short stories and we was accepted into the new media department because the idea was to make films. And then in a new media department, they showed you how to create in flash programs, how to design websites, how to uh, final cut and all the different programs. And by my senior year, I started doing performance art and understanding the impact and the role that artists had in society. And we was like, let's really start making more functional type artwork and so that's kind of where the idea of taking on this vacant lot came about so we obtained a vacant lot in 2016 and made it our canvas and so therefore we started to create on this once vacant lot and planted native plants that's where we became interested or knowledgeable about native plants we haven't had to cut grass on this 4,000 square foot piece of property since 2020. Thank you for that. Now then, you're jumping ahead of me just Uh, a little bit because 
I believe the vacant lot that you're referring to is called Boone One. Correct, Boone Area One. And I want to call that a project. Yes. Okay, so I want listeners, we're going to discuss all the projects of my my region wins. That's, that's important. But I'm still back at its inception. I'm still back at 2016 and trying to think how – would you, Carl Stafford, think to organize interconnecting nature, neighborhoods, and art? art. Mm-hmm. That, and I think my mind is a little blown. I, I love the whole idea of it. I am a gardener. I like to grow things, and I see great art in nature. Yes. And. So it's it's so natural to me, but I never really thought about bringing it home to the neighborhoods. Now then, you, it, that's your genius, I would say. So you started in 2016, and let's take a skinny minute and tell all the listeners how they can do research on My Region Wins. Do you have a website? Yes, myregionwins.org, O-R-G. Please visit and you have to put an exclamation point after wins. Not not in the website, no. Okay. It's just whenever in print, it's with the exclamation mark in all caps. That's kind of how we know if it's an imposter. <laughs> when they, you know, just put, capitalize the M, the R, and the W in the exclamation mark. It's like, no, it's all, all caps, exclamation mark. My region wins. It's like, this is Sparta. Say it with your chest. Right. However, I thought you were just conveying your enthusiasm. And, um, and yeah, and I, I get it. Now then, are you on Facebook? Yes. So we are on Facebook and we're just started a YouTube page, but Facebook would be the main social media. I agree with that. I think websites can be so very difficult for a person or a group to change. Correct. But Facebook changes really fast. Correct. The only problem with Facebook is you've got to scroll way down deep. Although there is a search function on a Facebook page, you can search for a particular thing. As, for example, projects of my region wins. So do you want to just very quickly tell our listeners what projects, what was your first project? So Boone Area 1 was the first project. Boone Area 1 obtaining the vacant property owned by land bank in a disinvested business zone to turn that into an environmental nature-based interactive functional art installation called Boone Area One. Okay, and so is it okay to know, to say where this is? Yes, where, 72nd where? In Indiana. 72nd in Indiana. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's a city lot or? It a- used to be uh, owned by land bank. We own it now. Uh huh. Is it an entire block or? No, it's just four thousand square feet. Okay. Yeah. So like a fraction, a quarter of a lot or, mm-hmm. or a city block or something. Yeah. yeah. We have the corner lot, of the northeast corner of Seventy Second Indiana. And are you lucky that you get to be in Missouri? I live in Kansas, and not that far away from here. The radio station is at Thirty Ninth and Main, and I have had days where it rained all day here. And then go home to Kansas, and it's dry as a bone. You're, you know, people can really grow things in Missouri. That's my point on on that. 
Now then, Carl, from your youth, were you uh, were you growing things? No, no, no. This was all a discovery. Um, again, the idea, so starting a nonprofit organization in twenty in twenty fourteen, a lot of entities influences was pushing us west of truce to be inside of a building to help people you needed like a storefront and i was like ah, i don't want a storefront as a nonprofit, i could reserve the library or i could just meet the artist on location so i didn't need a location but the need for a location kept coming up to us and so we was like let's obtain this vacant property and then as an artist the vacant lot is a canvas and so the first thing you're going to do to a canvas is pick up trash. You're going to clean your canvas. And then the aha moment was the movie Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come, right? So as an artist, let me take this blank canvas and invite everybody to partake collaborative in this project. And so the neighborhood, the residents have been appreciative. Um, we've actually indirectly encouraged negative influences, illegal activity, criminal activity to go away, not no longer be in that area, because this is a business zone that's disinvested because it doesn't have businesses in it. So realizing the impact that we was having just by creating art out of the silo, it was more about a discovery than like, oh, I'm a genius and I know what I'm doing. It's, huh, this is curious. Can I do this? Okay, let's see what happens. And so and it's just been slowly moving from that. And now we're at the point to where it's like, oh, again, we haven't cut grass on a 4,000 square foot piece of property. Let's talk about the emissions and the CO2s we're saving. We've planted native plants with long root system. All that water that we get now is going down into the ground rather than running off. You know, And so now we're addressing stormwater runoff and water insecurity. So it's, it's, it's the start of some great things. Because if we can just get 10% of the land bank properties and turn them into neighborhood revenue generators, because we've been able to give the neighborhood a check from the revenue we've generated from social gatherings at this once vacant property. So the power of art, nature, and neighborhoods coming together to generate revenue. Come on, Alaska's typing its residents off of oil money. That's a natural resource. We should be stepping our residents off of our natural resources. Well, this is going to be an amazing story, listeners. And you're listening to Eco Radio KC. My name is Terry Wilkie. My guest tonight is Carl Stafford with My Region Winds. We're going to take a very short break and be right back after this. KKFI has a fun drive coming up soon, and we're always looking for members of our community to come down to the station and be on the air as a pitch partner during our fun drives. Help share the good word about community radio. Interested folks can go online to kkfi.org volunteer to apply. If you can't give your money, you can always give your voice. Did you miss your favorite show on KKFI this week? Check out our two-week archive. You can find it by searching online with the keywords KKFI Archive or direct your browser to archive.kkfi.org. I'm Dr. Anthony Lazowitz, and this is Climate Connections. 
On the side of a huge old warehouse in Philadelphia, a new mural, longer than a football field, tells the story of the harms people have caused to the earth and a future rooted in climate action. We receive so much discouraging information about the climate, but we actually have a lot of hopeful things going on right in our city right now. That's Yuri Jones, lead artist for the mural. It was a project of the organization Mural Arts Philadelphia and designed in collaboration with environmental justice groups and indigenous activists. The huge, intricate work reads almost like a timeline. It starts with an image of the earth built on a turtle's back, based on the creation story of the Lenape people native to the region. It depicts the damage caused by colonization, logging, air pollution, and oil and gas drilling. Then it shows a healthier future unfolding. We see images of green jobs, electric vehicles, and shared bicycle systems. We see stumps in the beginning that turn into regenerating trees. And it includes images of local climate activists fighting for change. So passersby can enjoy mural art in their community and feel inspired by a vision of a future that they can help create. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. To learn more about climate change, visit climateconnections.org. You're, this is Terry Wilkie. You're listening to Eco Radio KC, and my guest tonight is Carl Stafford. He's the founder of My Region Wins. And when we took a break, Carl, you and I were talking about the projects. And so your initial project was Boone Area One. Correct. Which is a, a piece of a quarter, about a quarter of a city block at 72nd in Indiana. Correct. That your nonprofit acquired. And so now then, what do you do with it? Are there benches there? Are so there picnic tables there? We have stones. We have large seating stones. Yeah. Um, so people can sit around. Um, we bring out. So every second Sunday between April and September, second Sunday, we have social gatherings. And so folks come out and see up close what native plants look like. There are probably over 20 native plants on the property that people haven't seen. So again, everything from buffalo grass, little blue stem, we even have mint. And so, but a part of these social gatherings are bringing people together in an, again, disinvested neighborhood and discovering what these native plants and the benefits of them are and being comfortable with them, not being, ugh, and I don't want that, and it needs to be mold to a carpet. So the idea, and other organizations have started to reserve Boone Area 1 for their small functions. So think of a picnic shelter, except reverse it. So if you're wanting to have a small gathering, 50 people, come on, reserve Boone Area 1 for your small function. This year was our first year we had Boone Fest. So we had our first festival. And so again, bringing people to a once vacant property. The word boon means something beneficial, sought after, and helpful. It's the opposite of blight. Isn't that the truth? Now then, you've had it for eight years. 2016. 16 to 24, yes. yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm math challenged, yeah. but yeah. Eight, eight years, and you have established native plants growing there. Yes. And so how's it look? 
Yeah, well, hey, we have a picture up on we had, we took a picture, a video, posted a video of it in November, and so but it looks beautiful. We placed a what six hundred gallon ferro cement water tank, so there's a water tank on it that's made out of ferro cement rebar wire mesh, and then there are also two uh, birdhouse fence posts with well, a fence post that act as birdhouse, also made out of ferro cement rebar wire mesh we have a pergolo well we're in the process of building a pergolo we have a raised a raised tier in the northeast corner um we're installing a wet area and so and then the ultimate thing is to build a butterfly roof to capture the storm water and so once we start because in the state of missouri it's encouraged to harvest capture storm water because the state right next to us is be in the drought, right? Right. Isn't that the truth? Right. And capture that water and send it to Kansas. That would be. A, can, can can we get a fee? I'm just saying, like like that's 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 what we're talking You'd about. You'd have to build this butterfly roof really really high to have a slope sufficient no, to get no, all the way to Kansas. Well, well, no, we'll, trans we'll yeah. transport it to Kansas. Particularly, um, is it Garden, Kansas? Because Garden, Kansas suffers a lot of drought. Oh, isn't that the truth? Yeah. Right, and yeah. Just to think that 400 miles from an area that deals with stormwater runoff is dealing with a drought. And so it's just like, to again, to be able to create an art piece that can address these issues, as an artist, that's a huge, that's huge. Like, that's, that's what our projects are for, to address environmental and social injustices and issues and so this planting of the native plant especially the buffalo grass which is the closest native plant to this traditional kentucky grass that everybody has so the buffalo grass it will grow four inches and then start to flop over and grow another four so at no point in time is it high to where you'll get a nuisance ordinance and if we can start planting this grass, replace it from the traditional grass, now the city can start saving money on gas. And now we've freed up money. Let's go ahead and put some of that money into the seniors who are aging in place so they can't age in place because it's evident that it's best that seniors live in a house and not go to a, a home. So now, freeing up funds from cutting grass, which if we really get into it, this is a European grass. So it's not tradition, I mean, it's not native. So it's, why is it here? Like when you start to ask these questions, we go off into some racial issues and it's like, wow, we're, we are planting grass that contributes to stormwater runoff. Is that, is that what we're doing? So before we didn't, it was allowed to say, oh, we don't know about native plants. Now with my region wins in this Go Green campaign, we're letting it known that we there are native plants. People know about native plants and people want native plants. Not only do they want them for themselves, but once it's realized that tax dollars are being used to cut grass that does not need to be cut if we plant native plants instead, okay, now it's serious. Like, so now, no, we ain't running for politics, but it's like, um, 
whoever's not talking about grass, art, nature, and neighborhoods, that you need to be running for who, I mean, you need to be voting for whoever's talking about art, nature, and neighborhoods because that is being able to generate revenue for the people. Like, and so again, this was a discovery. It makes very good logical sense. <clears throat> now then, you lost me for a minute there because you were talking about buffalo grass being contributing to storm water runoff. No. But now then, you're talking about standard lawns. Yes. The traditional yes. green fescue yes. lawn. Turf grass. That, yes, that people that. buy. They buy in rolls of sod. And I'll tell you, I've already given away that I live in Lawrence. There is a place where they manufacture that sod, and it's on the river bottom, so it's sandy ground, and they go and undercut it and roll it up. And I watch every year the level of the soil get a little deeper, (laughs) deeper, deeper. You know, you can see where they're not cutting, and there's, you know, a a foot there by now. And you wonder, okay, now where... Where is this going? Right. Or So I don't know how we decided that looking at a manicured green grass lawn is a beautiful thing. It's uniform. It, the matrix is real. Well, maybe it goes <laughs> to show that in the world of modern art, someone like Mother like Rothko was correct where he just painted the canvas that were all one color. I personally never could understand that. You know, I go into an art gallery and I want to see a picture. Right. And instead I'm in front of a canvas which is all one color. So then I'm looking real hard at it to see, okay, is there something hidden in that color? And I'm like, uh, no, it's all one color. And that's a curious, that's a curious argument. However, this is Eco Radio KC, and we're not here to talk about the history of art. I'm sure that in doing so, the artist was creating a progression of the history of art, of the traditions of art. And that's just on a canvas, okay? We're talking about, for some reason, we took our landscape and begin making it a uniform patch of all one color, all one type. One surface. And then what the people do is they spray it with fertilizer to keep it growing. They spray it with herbicide to keep the weeds out. They spray it with insecticide so that the bugs don't get at it. And they mow it using fossil fuels, using gasoline every week. Um, and they spray it to keep it green in the wintertime. Are you well, it, particularly in the desert, they, they do that. Yeah, I have heard of that. And so spraying all these chemicals is harmful to the applicator, without a doubt, the human being. But it kills smaller critters. Uh, it, it just kills them dead. And um, I would agree with you, Carl. We need to uh, do what we can to stop this manufacturing green lawns or even if we can somehow show people how a curated lawn mm-hmm. uh, is a is a beautiful thing yes and, and it's not even just the lawns the property that the city owns that like this is 
Because when we're, it's it's interesting when we talk about the environment. We all, I've I've learned that the practices that are encouraged are to be adopted by individuals, and it's like, but the corporations that, or the entities, the larger entities that are capable of adopting any of these practices, aren't interested in adopting these practices. There is an artist named Andy. My apologies, I can't think of his last name. But he's internationally known, world known. Came here in what, 2017, maybe 19, and oh, Goldsworthy. Yes, isn't that the truth? And moved yes. the stones. Yes, up. he's building a walking wall. A walking wall. Yeah, right. and he's from Scotland. Thank you. Yes, thank uh-huh. you. Yeah. The power of art got volunteers to move a wall. Well, uh, Andy Goldsworthy is a nature artist and. If a person would want to Google him, he has done assemblages of fallen leaves and mm-hmm. ice and sticks and wow, it's yes. remarkably beautiful. Yeah, yes. I'm 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 glad you called out Andy Goldsworthy. We don't do enough of that on Eco Radio. But where I live, we have a great nature artist too, and that's Stan um Hurd. Okay. And he operates with a tractor. And somehow he is able to get on a tractor and draw a picture, which is a representational picture. Nice. And you can really only see it from an airplane. It's That's a remarkable story, too. Yeah. Very, very much so. And just, again, the power of art at the intersection of art and nature and then making it have a function again shouts out to andy and the project but imagine an artist having volunteers help them convert the traditional kentucky bluegrass to buffalo grass along city-owned property like now that art became functional and everybody's a part of it and it will no longer go back in a silo that's our goal well, good on you. I'll, everyone, my name's Terry Wilkie. You're listening to Eco Radio KC. And tonight, we're lucky. I, my guest is Carl Stafford. He's explaining the intersection of nature, art, and neighborhoods. Art, nature, and neighborhoods. Yeah. Like, those are the two things you can do from the age of two until you're 102. Isn't that the truth? We'll be right back after this next break. Support for KKFI comes from Community Lending of America. Their Community Minute for February spotlights Prodeo Youth Center, whose mission is to build relationships to empower teens in a safe and inclusive environment. Prodeo Youth Center is a relational organization geared toward teenagers in grades 9 through 12. At its core, Prodeo is a people group, a family, a home away from home. Learn more about Prodeo Youth Center all this month at Community Lending of America's site, clakc.com. The kids want to put up a trampoline, but that old car is in the way. Why don't we give that car to Vehicles for Charity? It's great for both of us. We get rid of the car while getting a tax deduction, and KKFI gets the proceeds from the car whether it's running or not. Donate it to KKFI Vehicles for Charity, 816-931-3122. Good news, good planet. Good news. It's time now for your good news for a good planet. 
pollinating awareness with art. The decimation of honeybee populations worldwide is an ongoing struggle due to pesticides, disease, and habitat loss. But there's an artist who's raising pollinator awareness with paint across the globe. Matt Willie is a muralist who founded The Good of the Hive, a global art project dedicated to enhancing awareness about honeybees with the goal of painting 50,000 of them, the number of bees needed for a healthy hive to thrive. For the past six years, Willie has painted bee murals on schools and businesses across communities worldwide. At each site, he sets up the scaffolding and ladders, quickly drawing a crowd as he paints for hours in all kinds of weather. When he's not creating murals, he talks to school children about conservation and the vital role bees play in the environment. He's also spoken at the United Nations, local colleges, and embassies abroad. As of 2022, Willie had painted over 8,000 big, beautiful bees in all shapes and sizes, with thousands of requests to do more. His clients include Smithsonian's National Zoo, Burt's Bees, and the Harold P. Curtis Honey Company. He raises funds for his project with client fees, donations, and the sale of art merchandise. For the good of the hive is igniting widespread passion for the natural world, one painted bee at a time. And this is Mandy from goodnewsgoodplanet.com. Welcome back. This is Terry Wilkie. You're listening to Eco Radio KC. Tonight, my guest is Carl Stafford. He is the founder of My Region Wins, and we've invited him onto Eco Radio KC to talk about their latest, and I'm sure not the greatest, Carl. You'll, you'll come up with more great ideas. You're really a thinking person. Too kind. But this one is uh, called uh, the Go Green Campaign. Yes. All right, so... And I said go. Okay, it's grow green. No, it's go green. Okay, it is go. Yeah, okay. go green. Go green. And now a person can Google that, go yes. green campaign. Correct. And then what would they learn? What is the go green campaign? So the go green campaign is a campaign that we started from January 1 until April 22nd. It started just this last January 1, correct? Well, 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 actually, we did it last year. Okay, okay. We did the campaign from last 23, year. From 23, okay. From 23. Mm-hmm. And so every, we're going to do this every year, so don't feel pressure to okay, jump in okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. But the idea is from January 1 until April 22nd, we have a partnership with Crit Site Construction. And so native plant plugs come in a tray. There's 38 plugs in one tray. Well, when you say plugs, I'm always so mindful. I'm a gardener, and my grandpa owned a greenhouse. I know what a plug is. But now then, many listeners might wonder, what are we talking about? Worms. (laughs) But a plug, okay, so to begin any kind of plant, I don't care if you're talking tomatoes or carrots or native plants, you take a a small tray, a shallow tray, but dirt, and you scatter the seed on it. And then when that seed sprouts, you're able to take all those millions of seedlings out and put them into individual, like a two-by-two container, a three-by-three square. And they these come in large trays. Correct. Trays of plugs. Each one of those two-by-twos is called a plug. So it is an individual plant 
that's got a good root system because it's been growing for a while. It's not Correct. like they planted it yesterday. Correct. So it, it has a life. It's, yes. And particularly the native plants, sometimes they sow them into, tra- into plug trays, mm-hmm. and they'll have them for a year yes. before they're put out yes. into yes. the market. Correct. And the remarkable thing about how they grow is you have these trays for a year, and then they should be outside. They should be outside all winter long. Now then, depending upon where you live, I live in the desert, you have to water them occasionally, but native plants like the weather. They're not like petunias. Right. Uh-huh. That's, why they're, that's why they're native. Right. And so the campaign was the more purchases of these native tramp plays, trays, the lower the price will go down. So for every 51 orders, the price will drop $3. All right. Now, it's not we can't talk about oh, price. No, you're you're fine, but we're not going to specify the price, but yes. if a person's interested in this, just go to myregionwins.org. Okay. Check and out myregionwins.org. So anybody can order Correct. native plants. Correct. And are there is there a list of the types of plants you order or do you get what you got or yeah so again visit myregionwinds.org and all of the native plants that we are offering are are there you'll see them online you see an image that was created of native plants and it actually shows native plants and their root system compared to kentucky bluegrass and their root system i'm so glad you brought that up carl so the reason these plants were living in our climate and terrain is because they have a very deep root system. Eight to 15 feet. As compared to a standard lawn. uh, Two feet. Yeah. If that. If that. Right. And certainly when you put the sod on top of the ground, (laughs) You don't, you don't have a foot. I mean, it takes a long time to get. And then I don't know if those ever really do establish very well. But now then, does your website explain which of these native plants are shorter if a person wanted to have children like running across the lawn or pets? Well, they show the picture. They, sh- they show what the pictures. And that's kind look. of a, a schematic that shows you who's the shortest and right. who's the tallest, right. right? So you can put the tallest along the back of your yard at your fence line. Or, mm-hmm. or it, can be, it can be the fence line. Yeah, isn't that the truth? And, and it can be in the front yard mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And so that's, there's Indian grass, again, blazing star. But the buffalo grass is the grass to replace Kentucky bluegrass. The buffalo grass is the grass that does not need to be cut. And again, emphasis, don't cut the, if you plant buffalo grass, don't cut it. Do not put a lawnmower on it. Yes, you can um, edge it because it will sprout everywhere. It kind of grows sideways rather than up. It's Uh it's beautiful the Mm -hmm. way it grows. Mm -hmm. It's it's amazing because it jumped across the sidewalk Mm -hmm. and started to um, grow in the the grass between the sidewalk and the street, it just jumped over there. So edge it, yes, but come check 
Boone Area 1 out, 72nd Indiana. Come see what buffalo grass look like. Come see what native plants look like. And just Critsite, who's the um, company that we're partnering with, they have a website that actually breaks down all the different types of just plants, period. Plants that work well in the shade, plants that work well in the sun, plants that don't need water, plants that do need water. So the idea of really just connecting people to nature and then let that be the extension to go off into the forest. Like doctors are writing prescriptions to bathe in nature. Doctors over in Britain are actually writing prescriptions to go do art didn't tell you to complete an art project just understand the process of doing it it's just like in nature go out and be in nature like i didn't realize the disconnected myself was with it you know for years i just cut the grass and put the lawnmower up you know it was like and it and there was no thinking behind what was being done. Oh, you mean you didn't think, oh, gee, that's beautiful. <laughs> right. Or just appreciate. Well, one thing I do like about mowing grass is if you let your grass get any height at all, after you mow, you can look back and see you've done something. But Correct. then you're talking to somebody. I used to work at a farm. And so we mm. would like bag seed. And then at the end of the day, you'd look at these pallets of seed. And, oh, look what I right, did, right. you know. <laughs> Whereas in an office, I've also worked in an office, you work and work and you think, well, what did I do? You know? And maybe that's the attraction of mowing grass is because then you can see what's mowed and what's not mowed. But to establish a yard that doesn't require chemical is mm -hmm. better for the environment. Yes. It's better for the soil. The soil is enhanced. We've had a lot of shows recently about regenerative yes. agriculture and this is like urban agriculture this is your yard yes and so you can have a richer deeper soil mm -hmm. and then so you'll live better uh, your yard lives better and then there is still great beauty in that once you learn how to what to plant where. You can Correct. make designs in yes. your planting. Yes. And uh, it can be a very beautiful thing. And, and, it's, and it's interesting because one of the, there are 10 um, low life expectancy indicators. And all 10 of them, the very the number one is lack of sleep. So everybody's getting lack of sleep. Don't care, black, white, whatever, rich, poor, Lack of sleep is affecting everybody. And then other ones is like cancer, smoking and stuff. But all of them say exercise. Well, you know what exercise is? It's being active. So if you replace the word exercise, because the minute you say exercise, you think in gym, you think in dumbbells, you think in some exercise. Well, being out in your garden is exercise. Planting plants is exercise. Pulling weeds is exercise. My mother has a front yard full of different native plants, and it keeps her busy. At 74, she is still moving around. I'm like, oh, thank you. And I see others, and again, my apologies, that's, that's square footage you are not going into. Why? 
And so it's just like, again, the matrix is real. And that basic um, cutting the grass is really a hindrance when the benefits of native plants are so right there. And in your checkbook, you're saving money on, it's funny how the, the speaking of converting native plants isn't spoke like solar panels. You know, like that solar panel in there, oh, it'll cost a lot up front, but it's gonna be well worth it. Okay, well, it may cost a lot. You may need to obtain some topsoil to spread, you know, or you're gonna go ahead and get a cultivator and dig up the already grass there. So either one, that's gonna be your biggest, um, quote, cost. But then after that, you watering. That would be it. And, and, and pulling weeds and, and identifying what a weed is and pulling that. That is so different than cutting the line and then being like, ooh, the next time I'm going to see it, I'm going to have to cut it again. Well, now then, Carl, if uh, neighborhood associations would like to be involved with this, who do they contact? How does this work? What's your contact? I would say go to myregionwins.org and contact us. And the reason why I say that is that reaching out that way creates data so we can continue to show, hey, people are interested. Because when you purchase those for the senior, again, on the west side of District 5, District 3, and the northeast part of District 4, mainly the Kansas City area, for those seniors that are interested in obtaining these native plants, we want to come and assist them. Like we have a few seniors that have already obtained or placed their order. The trays aren't coming in until May, but they're like, hey, so in May, you're coming over to help us plant these plants. And it's like, yes, we are. And we encourage them to make it a cookout, invite their grandchildren. It's their a party. Neighbors. Yes, <laughs> and, and we can plant. We have cultivators and we can plant. They don't have to plant. Just giving them the opportunity again. This is an artist. So this is not just an environmentalist doing this. This is an artist. Come be a part of a historic art piece. Well, you're absolutely correct, Carl Stafford. And one of the most beautiful native gardens I have seen is at the home of an artist. And I have always marveled at how she arranged colors of flowers mm -hmm. and heights together in the most aesthetically, which is just a $10 word for eye-pleasing combination I have ever seen before. So that'll be your next, after a few years of getting these established, then you can begin to have contests as to who's created the most beautiful design. That would be good too. Wouldn't huh? that be amazing? Mm -hmm. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be an eyesore. Because they talk about seeing blighted areas does what? Affects people's health. So now as an artist, we want to go ahead and reverse those blighted areas and turn them into boon areas. Imagine us having 150 boon areas throughout Kansas City. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the goal. Transcending everyday challenges by using the arts to nurture creative and undeveloped ideas that shape society. Our projects and programs are created to address environmental and social injustices and issues. Our work is done at the intersection of the arts, nature, and neighborhoods. Our region wins. 
Well, good on you, Carl Stafford, and I want to thank you for being on Eco Radio KC. I want to encourage everyone to go to My Region Wins. I feel like we've only just scratched the oh, surface of this. Just scratched it. And uh, your website goes much deeper, and I haven't even personally looked at your Facebook page yet. But you're imparting a lot of information that people are hungry to hear, and so... I thank you. And anybody that anybody and everybody that wants to join, get involved. Thank you for what you do. Tune into Economics for the People every fourth Thursday. Our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So be sure to like and follow your community radio station on social media at KKFI 901 FM. And thanks for supporting this station since 1988. Here's a calendar for the week of February 19th. Register for Paddle Missouri. Registration has opened. More information at paddlemo.org. Midwestern Regional America's nonprofit grant to implement energy efficiency, building upgrades for nonprofit organizations in the Kansas City region. As a part of the program, Mark will award up to $200,000 to 25 nonprofits that own buildings in need of energy improvements. Contact mark.org. This year, the city of Kansas City, Missouri, is once again partnering with the Kansas City Zoo and Aquarium and the Heartland Conservation Alliance to participate in the international bio blitz called the City Nature Challenge. This year, the event will run from April 26th to 29th. The goal is to use citizen science to collect data on plants and animals that can be found in the Kansas City region. Meeting this goal has, has the added benefit of getting out in nature on local trails and natural areas. If you're interested in being involved, please email Stephanie Dresen, Natural Systems Coordinator, Office of Environmental Quality for the City of Kansas City, Missouri. Stephanie.dresen at kcmo.org. Wednesday, February 21st, noon to 1, dig your dinner. Cool Cabbage and Crisp Kale. This is a virtual meeting. Join Johnson County K-State Research and Extension Agents Chelsea Renberg and Anthony Reardon as they discuss growing and preparing two prominent ones, cabbage and kale. Find information on Eventbrite. Friday, February 24th, noon to 1, Hands-On Fruit Tree and Small Fruit Pruning Workshop is at the Kansas City Community Gardens. 6917 Kensington Avenue, KCMO. Kansas City Community Gardens is hosting a free workshop on tree pruning. All fruit plants require some sort of maintenance, from pruning to thinning to pest management. Learn what to do, why to do it, and when to do it. Learn about dormant pruning in the garden. Workshop will be held inside for first portion. For more info, go to kccg.org. Friday, February 24th from 10 to 1, support local growers and makers at Lenexa's Indoor Winter Farmers Market. Expect cool season crops like onions and a variety of greens, along with mushrooms, pecans, cheese, meat, bakery, and pantry items. At Lenexa City Hall, 17101 West 87th Street Parkway, Lenexa, Kansas. For more information, go to lenexa.com. My name's Liz. Stay involved. The days are growing longer. Thanks for listening to Eco Radio KC. 
Tune in to Economics for the People every fourth Thursday at 7 p.m. It's a show about people and communities, economics, life, and livelihoods, about diverse voices and economic experiences. Join us on a collective journey to shape and reimagine an economy that prioritizes people over profit. Economics for the People every fourth Thursday at 7 p.m. My name is Darnell. At the end of our hour, here is some environmental news for the week of February 19, 2024. Democracy Now reports: Climate groups have sued the Biden administration over its failure to adequately assess the public health impacts on frontline communities in its five-year plan for offshore drilling in the Gulf of Mexico. Advocates say residents in the region already suffer disproportionate health burdens due to the toxic pollution produced by federal offshore oil and gas leasing. The American Petroleum Institute has also filed a lawsuit. Against the Biden administration demanding officials green light for more leasing sales, despite dire warnings of the impacts on the climate and people's health. A new report from the Center for Climate Integrity, titled "The Fraud of Plastic Recycling," uncovers new documents showing that companies like Exxon Mobil and the plastics industry have pushed a misleading public campaign for decades, helping fuel the plastic waste crisis. In order to keep making money and avoid regulation, despite knowing that plastic recycling is not technically or economically viable at the scale plastic is produced. In the Caribbean, a national emergency was declared after a massive oil spill caused by an overturned vessel covered the coast with thick oil. Science Friday reports: Climate scientist David Michael Mann won a defamation lawsuit against two conservative writers who accused Mann of manipulating his data related to his famous 1998 hockey stick graph, which depicts rising global. Temperatures after the Industrial Revolution. The finding is that there was no scientific wrongdoing, and in fact, the iconic graph is supported by numerous studies. Inside Climate News reports a first-of-its-kind UN study by conservation scientists finds nearly half of internationally protected migratory species are on their way to extinction because of human activity. Colorful plastic beads have become the most recognizable Mardi Gras throw across the Gulf Coast. The string beads, often sourced from China, can contain lead, heavy metals, and other materials. That can be toxic to humans, particularly children. Tens of millions of pounds of Chinese-made plastic beads are imported to the Gulf Coast for Mardi Gras annually. A cheap but vast loot of plastic rose that only increases in volume each year. More than 60,000 people crammed into Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas to watch the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Energy in the arena was high. In all senses of the word, the entire 
stadium is climate controlled and has more than 2,200 screens for fans who don't have a front row seat to the action. This year, all of the electricity powering Allegiant Stadium was supplied by renewable energy from a solar farm in the desert outside of Las Vegas. There has been a growing push for teams in the National Football League to shrink their environmental footprint. The NFL Green Program was launched to create a green legacy in each community that hosts major league-wide events. Sustainability Action Newsletter reports, a U.S. court this week banned three dicamba-based weed killers widely used in American agriculture, finding that the Environmental Protection Agency broke the law when it allowed them to be on the market. This is the second time a federal court has banned these weed killers. In 2020, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals issued its own ban, but months later, the Trump administration reapproved them. Evidence has shown that dicamba Dicamba cannot be used without causing massive and unprecedented harm to farms as well as endangering plants and pollinators. Dicamba can volatilize and drift on wind far from where it is applied. Anthropocene Magazine reports, putting the blame for our climate mess in the corporate boardroom ignores the role that governments have played in perpetrating fossil fuels and the technology challenges to equitable transition to a low-carbon economy. However, corporate climate villains are real. Facts are facts. Anger is more productive than hope or despair. Keep an eye on taxing the bad guys. Politically, try to work with both parties to eliminate our fossil fuel reliance. Watch for innovative solutions. Thanks for listening to Eco Radio KC. Please tune in again next week or listen to our podcast at any time. This is Richard Mabia. Thank you for listening to Eco Radio KC on KKFI 90.1 FM, Kansas City Community Radio. Eco Radio is brought to you each week by a team of collaborators, including me, Craig Lugo, Terry Wilking, Brent Rysdale, and Bob Grove. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests and not of KKFI and or the Midcoast Media Project. You can find our calendar and a podcast of each show on Eco Radio KC's Facebook page, as well as on our show page at kkfi.org. And you can send inquiries and comments to our email at kkfi.org forward slash contact or message us on our Facebook page. Up next is Flaw and Disorder, followed by Fiesta Musicale. And to round out your day, stay tuned for Noche Magica. Our outro music is Big Yellow Taxi by Joni Mitchell. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? The day paradise put up a parking lot. Hey, this is Brother Cornell West, and you are listening to 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio.